and welcome back to the Across the Pod NFL podcast. We are here for a different episode to normal. You heard our Super Bowl review with Steve McGuinness as we reviewed the game and our predictions. And now we're going to have a talk to a guest you may well know from our previous episodes. We had many friends of the show that were at the game. So Ollie Wilson was at the game. Dre and Ash and Ollie Thornton were all at the game. But another one of our friends of the show that was at the game was our guest today. So we have us, we have with us today um, a Bears fan, a member of the Hairdryer Treatment Podcast, which is still amazing. He's still a podcast that's around. Um, Luke Campbell, how are you? Hey, I'm doing great, mate. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm. Um, I wish I could be in your shoes in terms of being at the game, but um, yeah, obviously sad the season's done. But at the same time, you know, it, the seven months will just fly by, and we got the thing about the draft and stuff like that. But yeah, apart from that, all good. Um, you know, I had the graduation last week. Went to Nottingham to watch the game. Met people for the first time watching the game there. Um, but of course, yourself, you had a much, much better um, experience of watching the game. Um, and that's really what we're here to talk today. So Luke was at the game and we're going to get his thoughts on his experience at the Super Bowl. So if you're listening or watching on YouTube, you can get a feel for what it's like to be at the Super Bowl. And if you want to fork out that 5K, um, you know, um, start saving now if you like the idea <laughs> to listen to our podcast. Um, but we're going to take it right back to you, Luke. Obviously, you're a Bears fan. You became a Bears fan, I, I believe, I remember rightly, it was from Walter Payton days. Um, so what would you say was the first Super Bowl you remember watching as a um, as a youngster or whenever you first got into the NFL? What's the first one you can recall? It, it was actually the Bears Super Bowl. Um, and I was I was quite a, I was a youngster then. I'm, I'm, I'm quite old these days, but I was only about 14 um, then. And it was amazing. In fact, I was I was I was younger than that. I must have been actually, but uh, it was amazing, and it was um, you know, the, the the thing was that it wasn't as widely kind of publicized and stuff. You know what I mean? It was just because I was part of an American football team, so everybody was like starting to get into it and stuff. Um, and it certainly was nowhere near as prevalent as it was these days. Um, I started watching the Super Bowls a lot more regularly in the 90s more than anything else actually so when I, when I went to uni I kind of picked it all back up again and because I, I you know after I finished playing American football I had a couple of years of sort of oh well Bears are not doing anything I'm not watching it um you know I, I mean I could have done that for 20 odd years right enough you know? <laughs> but <laughs> but you know um it was uh yeah I mean to be honest this is the thing it, it kind of captured my imagination at that stage and uh, I've got like huge amounts of Bears memorabilia kicking about and stuff as well. But in general, I think American football just makes me feel happy to watch it. So I think every time the Super Bowl's on, I'm just really, really delighted. And I'll always find a team to root for, you know. Yeah. Always. <laughs> um and yeah of course it's still old, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean it's um it, it sounded very loud at the game, like they all do, but um oh, did you, when you were watching these, when you were in university watching these games in the 90s, which I imagine one of them was maybe the Dallas Cowboys winning it or other teams winning it, <laughs> did you did you ever think that fast forward 20 odd years since that, that you'd be actually going to one in the flesh? No, no, not a chance. I never thought I would get the opportunity. Um, and and there, there is quite a good story about how I got these tickets, by the way, which I'll tell you in a minute or two. But um I never thought I would get to go, honestly. And and even even if you'd asked me this time last year, I'd have thought I'm never getting to go. That's that. My chance is done. So uh, 
I, I still can't really believe it. I still can't believe I was there, to be honest. I just look at my photos and I think, oh my God. But it was amazing. It really was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I certainly enjoyed watching. You know, I saw your Facebook footage and, you know, some points mm-hmm. in this YouTube video you will watching you will see these um clips come up at some point during the episode um so you mentioned the story behind it of course myself i know the story behind it um but at, at the time you were, we weren't allowed to say but can you say now the reason why you um you um got to go to the game so, or a little bit under the hush yeah yeah no I can, I can i can talk about it now um so basically i Friends of mine have a sports data company and I've kept in touch with them for a long time and played uh, played fantasy football with them and stuff like that. And uh, so they phoned, they phoned me about two years ago and asked for just some advice, right? And they weren't, you know, and it was kind of just like, oh, we've got this idea, what do you think about it? And I sort of told them honestly about it and said, right, I think you should do this, this and this. And then I didn't really hear from them for ages because, you know, it was off season and we don't, you know, a bit like um, any fantasy league, you kind of chat a little bit off season, but you don't really, you know, do much. And then you chat during the season, but usually it's about football and stuff. So they um, they managed to get an investor in their company, right? The investor in their company is a guy called Sean Lee, who Dallas Cowboy fans might know. Um, so he was like an all-star linebacker, part of the brain trust of, of the Cowboys. So... Um, so he kind of joined the chat and stuff, and it was like, wow, this is awesome. And then, um, and I was sort of joking about, you know, being a Scotsman and loving to go to the Super Bowl, but never getting a chance. So they, they then phoned me last January and said, uh, Saturday night, hello, Luke, how are you? And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm doing good. Yeah, yeah, how, how are you? Oh, yeah, good. What, what are you phoning me for? Well, we've got your tickets for the Super Bowl. And I was like, what? And I said, this was this time last year, right? So this yeah. is for the LA one. And this is just after the, the pandemic. So I was like, well, um, okay, um, give me a minute. <laughs> so I kind of put my hold and said to my wife, Pamela, I said, eh, Pamela, can I go to the Super Bowl? And she was like, really? And I said, really? And she was like, really, really? Yeah, really. Okay, you can go. Cool. So I said, um, I think I can go, but and, and again, I'll just need to go and check with someone else. Have you, you've, got, you've got two tickets, right? Yeah, yeah, cool. Right, okay, give me a second. So, so I phoned my friend Chris. I was like, hey, Chris, how you doing? Yeah, not bad, not bad. Why are you phoning me? Well, do you want to go to the Super Bowl? And he was like, really? And I was like, yeah, really, really. So he said, give me a minute. <laughs> you can hear him turn to his wife going, hey, Samantha. She's like, what? Can I go to the Super Bowl? Really? Yeah. Really, really? Yeah, you can go. I can go. Cool. So then we looked at the prices of the flights and stuff, and we just couldn't make it happen with all the... It was like going to cost us four grand, five grand, and it was COVID tests and everything. So we couldn't go. And I, I was like gutted, right? So I remember sitting during the Super Bowl, absolutely gutted because I had to phone him back and say, I'm sorry, I can't go. Man, oh, gutted. So I jokingly said, um, you should say it, Sean, to see if you can get his tickets for next year because I'm still gutted about it, right? So didn't even think anything of it all the way through this season, right? And I'm absolutely nailing the fantasy league, like absolutely nailing it, right? I was, I was, I think I lost one game. Wow, we're giving each other and stuff. And um, so they they phoned me um, in in early January, just before the the playoffs. And they said, "Do you remember you talked to us a couple of years ago about all this stuff?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah." But we've managed to get more investments. So do you want to come and join us? And I was like, "Yeah, totally cool." 
So they offered me a job, and then they said, and I jokingly then said, so you're going to get Sean to get me Super Bowl tickets? And he said, yeah, all right then. And wow. then, Incredible. I think it was, they got his tickets. Now, me and Chris had kind of decided we were going to go to Phoenix anyway, no matter what. Yeah, so I remember you saying. Yeah. About eight months ago, just saying, Do you know what, we're going to go, right? And if we can't get tickets, we'll just have a laugh and it'll be brilliant. So when Sean actually got me tickets, you probably could hear me from a way down the south, but I was like, yeah. <laughs> finally, we got oh, the tickets. that's what that noise was. <laughs> we got them, not only that, we got them free and we got them from an NFL legend. How good is that? I mean, it's that like the most the... amazing story. And Nick, as Sean is such a great guy. I do owe him my left kidney and about 40 steaks, but I think that's okay. I can live with that. Yeah, I mean, I think age would be a bit extreme, but I think 40, 40 is fine. You know, with, um... Yeah, I think so. I think so. I think it's reasonable. Yeah, yeah, you know. So, um, I, and I, I've got two kidneys, you know, so if I give him one, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, one won't hurt. You get rid of one, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we've had, you know, obviously, we, everyone, everyone will know that Ash and Dre were part of the eight sport competition with Vernon Kay and Jason Bell. And, hmm. Friends of the show, Ollie obviously worked there for Talk Sport, or both friends of the show, Ollie Thornton and Ollie Wilson, both were doing the same the same work. Mm-hmm. But I think to get a ticket given to you for free by an NFL ex NFL player, and really Solon would have been a Hall of Famer if it wasn't for injuries. Um, I think that that's one of the coolest things I've ever heard. And did, was he there with you? Did you watch the game with him, or was he no, doing no, his he, own thing? No, he, he, um, so he went last year and he was saying that he was. Because I did speak to him, obviously, to say thanks. And um, he was saying that he was kind of gutted that he never made it as a player. So he was, it was nice to go last year. But he said that it was kind of, it was quite painful as a player to go, I think, if you haven't made it there. And and he said yeah. he thought the team was good enough and it was just, it was annoying, you know, that they, they definitely thought they were good enough and he just never quite got to it. So I, I think... Um, and, and that's interesting from a psychology, you know, psychology standpoint as well, because I can understand it. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So, um, but you know, I did say to him, "Come down," but I, I, I think he was too busy skiing or whatever it is he does, you know, um, and stuff like that. But he did watch the game and he said it was absolutely amazing. So, you know, that was cool. Yeah, I mean, it was a fantastic game, and we will get into that in the second mm. part of the episode. But I think, um, you know, I think there's definitely a thing about that because you look at even the quarterbacks who make it and never return. Look at Cam Newton, Jared Goff, or Jared Goff, you never know, still has a chance. But, you know, yeah. look at um, many of the quarterbacks out of um, Jane Hurts could be another one that never goes back. And I think that is often a thing of when you're there, make the most. And I think that, you know, if you haven't made it or you made it never again or you lost, in a, you know, look at Matt Ryan in the agonising fashion he did. Um, I think there's definitely an element I can see why players wouldn't go back because it just probably hmm. brings them brings them too much pain. Um, now, before we do get to our break, um, take me through the experience for yourself as a fan of getting to Arizona. So, how after you live in the Isle of Man, if anyone didn't know, you live in the Isle of Man. How was your journey across? Was was the flight all okay? Did anything go wrong? Was it any horror stories, or did it all go smoothly? And how would you describe, first of all, the, the journey, but also so the feeling with you guys, you and Chris, so with obviously you and you in business class as well on your flights, in terms of the excitement, how was that excitement building up, knowing that you guys yeah. were going to be getting off a plane in Arizona and you knew that in 24, 40 hours, whatever it was, you were going to be in, in yeah. the stadium watching such a big game? <clears throat> well, it, yeah, I mean, the, the journey itself was was really exciting, actually. So we went over on a Thursday 
to Heathrow. Um, you know, basically had our dinner, got super excited, and 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 you know, I think I managed to get about ten minutes sleep before the flight the next day. In all honesty, because I was just too excited, and I'd been, you know, I'd been getting more excited as the week went on. Um, the flight itself was about ten hours, but it was great actually because you were just like super excited to watch it. I had I downloaded things like Drafty and nice. and, a, and a couple of you know NFL's movies. Um, just to watch while I was on my iPad on the flight, just to get me in the mood for it. Not that I needed it, but you know it was great. <laughs> um, and and I think we were both just like super excited, but we I think we both just couldn't really believe it was happening, you know. And and even when we were actually queuing up in the traffic going to the game, I still couldn't quite believe it until I actually saw the stadium. <laughs> but um, you know, it it was really smooth actually. I mean, you know, we we were fortunate enough that we we kind of planned ahead and we'd saved up our money. And and actually, the fact that we both got amazing wives, by the way, big shout outs to the wives for this that let us go. Um, but yeah, we we kind of shelled it out for business class and and stuff like that. So it all really worked out nicely. Um, we got a chance to see a bit of Arizona, which was amazing in itself. And Phoenix is an amazing city. I would go back. Um, but the whole experience is so unreal. It really was. It was just like that morning of the game. It was just like, I can't believe we're going. I still can't really believe it. <laughs> I mean, I'm hoping that, you know, whether it's next year's Super Bowl or whether it's, um, you know, any, I'm hoping that one day yeah. I can go. I really, and I'm hoping that, you know, I think that I've always said it with friends of mine who are Dolphins fans, that if I was ever to, the Dolphins were ever to, you know, when pigs were flying to make a Super Bowl, um, I would, I would go just to experience the atmosphere. I think I would go regardless of whether I'm going to the game or not. But hopefully, you know, hopefully through you know, these podcasts or through the work I'm trying to get into, I can get tickets that way. But um, yeah, hopefully one day I can have the same story as you of how he went to your first Super Bowl. And I think I'm hoping that they will come sooner rather than later. Um, we are going to do a quick one word, quick fire round with you, Luke, before we do go on to the second part of the episode. Um, so, Really, one or two would answers for each one. First one, favourite Super Bowl memory? Of this Super Bowl or any Super of Bowl? Of all time, of all time. Oh, it's got to be the Bears. Yeah. I'm sure back then you wouldn't have thought it'd be, you know, I bet you thought it'd be every year the Bears were involved when you watched no, that. No, you just don't realise that it's no. like once, yeah, once in yeah. A, a blue moon, really is. Yeah. It's been um actually the term blue moon is actually banned from this podcast with my um hatred for Van City. I don't like using that word, but <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, that I, I can imagine you've had one one Super Bowl appearance since in 2006. So um so yeah. Mm. Um for you, which player has had the best Super Bowl performance of all time? It it, it is gonna have to be Tom Brady, isn't it? It's gonna have to be for the, the comeback. Has yeah. to be. Yeah, I, I think yeah. he's about all them. Joe Montana's, but um, yeah. Next one, we are going to do a podcast in the future. Our ten greatest Super Bowls, but for you, Luke, which one do you think has been the best Super Bowl of all time? I actually think it might have been this one because it was an amazing game. You know, it really was. It had so many twists and turns, and it it was two quarterbacks absolutely balling it. Completely and utterly, and and you know you can't ask any more than that. That you know the you, you genuinely didn't know how it was going to go, right until the last second. So you know that's something else, and it was exciting all the way. Yeah, it was certainly a great game. I think for me, 
it may not make my top 10 purely because the one thing everyone remembers from that game is the holding call. I think that if mm. there were, if we had the ending we all deserved, I think that this one would be by far in the top five, maybe even the top three. But I think the mm. fact that in terms of looking back in five, ten years' time at greatest games, I think everyone will remember from this game that bad call. I think sadly that takes away slightly from it. I think it's still a great game and I think it may mm. be in the top 10 just about, mm. but I think you look at other games like the Giants, Patriots, both of them, yeah. you know, Eagles, yeah. Patriots, Patriots, Falcons, you look at Bengals, mm. 49ers, I think all these games have got such great stories behind it. I did an article for Franchise Tag Pod this week where we talked about, I thought the top five greatest in my opinion of all time and mm. all of mine I put in had these great stories and these great moments like the Philly Special mm. or the mm. Comeback and things, things like that and I think sadly for this game I think that's one thing ever everyone will remember and I think that may well affect the legacy of this game but still a great game nevertheless um, final two firstly who wins in Vegas next year Super Bowl 58 we are doing a prediction episode coming up later on in the year but um, yeah right now I, I actually think the Eagles if they can keep their team together are a good shout again they've got two first round picks again um, you know they're in a good place they've got a really good roster and if they can if they can keep it going, you know I I think they're they've got as good a chance as anyone in all honesty. And you know I obviously Steve's going to be jumping for joy that I'm saying this, but seriously they do have a very good choice, a very good chance. Sorry, of it. Yeah, in my opinion. I think if everyone stays, I think obviously if people like Lane Johnson and Kelsey mm. or Graham and Cox retire, I think that could be. Troublesome and also their coordinators have gone as well. So I think there's a chance that I've actually got a NFC team. I'm not going to say because I've got this plan for our prediction episode all the way mm-hmm. in the future in September. But I've got a team I think may surprise everyone and make it in the NFC. Um, finally, your team. What year do the Bears next make the Super Bowl? In two years' time. In two years' time? Okay. Um yeah. Yeah, I think me and Steve actually had a um, discussion on Twitter about he thinks that the Bears could trade fields, and I think there's absolutely no chance. Uh, I think that with all the draft capital you've got, all the cap space you've got, I think you've got the most cap room in the league by some distance. I think that if you can draft that, which is that's a big effort for the Bears' history. You know, they've never really been a team that's drafted well. I think with Justin Fields, I think you get him a weapon, like we've seen with Jaden Hurts and Allen, give him a weapon. You see, I think that's that if you get a big weapon, whether that's through the draft or free agency, get some more alignment, get one defensive stud, probably going to be, if you don't trade away, pick probably either Will Anderson or Jaden Carter. Um, I think you go that's from it. there. And I think that's, I think the Bears could be easily the next team to go from worst in the league to first. Um, but yeah, that is the end of part one. We're back for part two as Luke talks us through his journey in the actual day itself of Super Bowl. And welcome back to part two of our podcast here with Luke as he tells us all about his tales of going to his first ever Super Bowl. Another day, so we are wearing different gear and that includes from Luke, anyone who's into the podcast who can't see this, can see that Luke is wearing a hat he got from the Super Bowl and he's wearing his, I believe it's a press pass he's showing us there as well. In a lanyardy thing, yeah, yeah. And obviously I've got the Super Bowl mini helmet as well. It's not quite a snack helmet. But do you yeah. know what? It's not bad. It's not too shabby. That's not bad. That's um yeah. It beats my small little hat I got from um Hard Rock. I mean that's nice, but compared <laughs> to um what you've got there, that's um that's <laughs> it was all I could fit in my bag. To be to be honest, I could have bought everything there and bankrupted myself because there was so much good stuff. Even though I'm not really a fan of the Eagles or Chiefs, it was still pretty cool. There was a lot of nice t-shirts and stuff, but they were 
you know, nothing was cheap there. Let's just put it that way. You know, so I had to pick and choose what I was going to bring back. <laughs> Do you remember any sort of any sort of things you saw out there that was just like ridiculous price? I remember when I went to, um, you know, I said to myself, I wouldn't buy, I'd buy a Dolphins jersey only from the store. I'm going to go now. I remember I wanted either Jalen Waddle or Javon Holland. They were like yeah. minimum $120. So was there anything you saw, whether it was at the stadium, whether it's around the area on the day, was there anything that you saw there that was like, oh my God, this is like crazy how much they're offering? Because your hat said you said it was $30. So that $30, was yeah. bad for what it it's is. It's not bad. Yeah, it's not bad. I mean, the, uh, what I do remember, there was two things I remember. So there was the, the Jalen Hurts and Mahomes mm-hmm. match day shirts. And they were uh, $299 or something like that, I think. So it was ridiculous. Or it might have been, yeah, $299, I'm pretty sure. It was ridiculous anyway, whatever the price was. I was like, there's no way I'm paying that. Um, and then if you wanted into the official deal, tailgate party, which was kind of the one with the performers and stuff, that was 750 bucks, which was outrageous. You know, I mean, that's ridiculous. Mm. You know, so uh, that, those were the two things that kind of stood out to me. I mean, th- to be fair... I think I think most of the the Super Bowl stuff could because we were staying a little bit outside Phoenix. We didn't see a lot of the stuff in town itself, um, you know, because by the time we'd kind of done some touristy stuff on the Saturday, we were like, you know, jet lag was catching up with us. But uh, but the city itself was amazing. Like the the surroundings of the of the Super Bowl itself, State Farm Stadium is unbelievable actually. But the 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 tailgate was was really good as well, really exciting. Uh, lots of people screaming actually. Um, and yeah. that was just this beside me, you know. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> if he's listening, sorry, uh, but you were screaming, it was terrible, it was ridiculous, you know. Um, it's just as well we didn't bring Steve actually, because I'm pretty sure he would have been on, you know, cloud a million. Although, it, in retrospect, it's maybe good he didn't come, to be fair, because I think <laughs> he would have been the most disappointed man in the world. So, sorry, Steve, by the way. Um, but I totally called it. Do you remember that? I think in, in, the, in the preview, yeah. I called yeah. it. Completely. So you know, just put throwing that out there. But it was great. It was great. So good. Yeah, I mean, Steve, it would have been definitely bittersweet. I remember a friend of the show, Ollie Wilson, mm. did a post on his Instagram. He was mm. doing a talk mm. commentary at the at the mm. game itself, and he was saying it was both the best and worst working day of his career. Oh. Because on the one side, the same thing with Steve. On the one side, you're seeing your team, you go to the Super Bowl first of all, and on yeah. the to add to that as well, you know, you're seeing your team play in the Super Bowl and I think um, we saw the same thing last year with another yeah. friend of the show Ollie Thornton who was there as talk sport yeah. he was in the game actually yeah. you know, he obviously watching his Bengals play you know mm-hmm. and they lost but you know and that's asking the flip side of both both Ollies I've just mentioned and it would have been the same for Steve is that whilst you're seeing your own team play you're seeing them play in the Super Bowl and you're yeah. out one at the same time it's that thing of yeah it's like they, they lost and whilst the way they lost was quite a heartbreaking fashion so um, I know my. I know, remember when I first started going to Anfield as a kid. My dad used to always say to me, mm. "It's not about the result; it's all about mm. um, you know, mm. just enjoying the atmosphere." And I think there's definitely a case that at the same time, I'm sure Steve would have been had his experience definitely hampered by um by um that that result and obviously his team losing the big game. But for me, I've never seen a team win a playoff game, so I, I would take uh, see my team play in Super Bowl if it meant Absolutely. seeing them actually win some playoff games. So, oh, um, yeah, totally, totally. Yeah, yeah. And uh, 
I mean, the funny thing is that I, I I couldn't imagine being a commentator if, for example, the Bears were there and I was commentating on it because I don't think I could stay neutral. I just don't. I know I couldn't. I know for a certain fact that I couldn't. So, uh, you know, respect to these guys that do the commentary that may have an affiliation to a team because it's so hard. And, and you know, even being a neutral, you get into the game. So, you know, it's it's crazy. It really is. Yeah, I mean, I've done some commentary both um, on free sports TV, but also for mm. sports media on YouTube. Mm. Uh, it is tough. I mean, Dan Fletcher, who I think is the best out there in the UK, he makes it look so easy. Um, you know, Peter Drury, the same thing. But when you're actually doing it in the flesh, mm. it's, it's, it's so much harder than it looks. And you're trying to yes. get off the end. Also, to do that whilst watching a team play. I mean, I know certainly if I was doing it for the Dolphins, it'd just be four hours of just bashing Tua or Mike McDaniel. So, um, the same for me with Packers. The Packers, like I couldn't, I'd be struggling to stay positive about them. I'd be like, oh yeah, really well played there. Great touchdown. <laughs> I, would, I, would do, I would do a Martin time with Liverpool and just celebrate whenever if I was doing a Jets game or Patriots game. I would just yeah, yeah. be like, yes, the Eagles have scored past the Jets. I would have, um, yeah, I would not, I would be a very unbiased commentary if I was oh, doing Jets. Absolutely. absolutely. Um, in terms of the game itself, obviously, um, First of all, who are you cheering, you and Chris? Who are you cheering? Were you cheering on the Chiefs or the Eagles? Well, I was about as close to a sporting neutral as it as it, uh, um, it was there. I was actually joking to someone that I was like the equivalent of a NATO peacekeeper, and that I was wearing my Bears jersey, and that, you know I was there to keep the peace. And um, so I was about as close to a neutral as as it, as it was possible to be. I was probably supporting the Eagles to begin with because of Steve, um, but I also you know and and. I think historically, for a number of reasons, I didn't particularly like the Chiefs all that much, even though I'm kind of decked out in red and stuff today. Um, but, you know, I, I kind of, and, and actually it was all because like one one colleague that I used to work with was a Chiefs fan and I hate, you know, I, I think it wasn't just me, but a lot of people were not fans of him. Let's just put it that way. He, he, he played the Chiefs card a bit too hard, I think is the expression. Um, so that, that was tough. Um, but actually... As the game went on, I found myself kind of just cheering all the plays, to be honest with you. And 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 I felt um it, it was tough actually. As a neutral, it was tough because you kind of, you know, you, you sort of just want the, the the team to win out. But we were kind of surrounded. It was interesting. There was a lot more Eagles fans, I thought, than, than Chiefs fans. Certainly we were we were sitting. Um, but no, it was interesting. It was really you know, I, I was totally neutral, but I was just enjoying the game. And and I think because I didn't have that vested interest, I just enjoyed it even more. Although I was getting funny looks for clapping all the plays. <laughs> you know? And I'm guessing Chris, the Bonkers fan, he was definitely supporting the Eagles, right? Oh, he was supporting the Eagles all the way. He was just <laughs> like, you know, and, and he couldn't believe I was clapping some of the Chiefs plays. He was like, what are you doing? And I was like, well, it's good. You know, what can I say? <laughs> It reminds me a little bit of when I went to, to watch Detroit Lions play the Bills on Thanksgiving. Yeah. I was uh, yeah. to meet um, Dave, who's been on the podcast since we met, and hmm. uh, everyone else I met there. And then I was surrounded by I stayed as Bills fans for two nights. You know, they were they were very nice to me. I made some good friends through them, but I was like, you know, I was the only one in that in that in our house we were all staying at he was cheering on the Lions and even on the day I'll give him stick saying Lions going to win Lions going to win and they almost did they almost beat the Bills I mm-hmm. think so um, mm-hmm. I was and you know see the Patriots later on lose it would have been a nice um, a perfect day if the Bills had lost yeah. but um, yeah. yeah and I certainly you know obviously I didn't win any Dolphins gear I wouldn't I wouldn't dream of it but um, yeah no, I, I remember even when I was I've seen 
I saw a guy in a Bears jersey walk mm. out of the field alive. I was I, I saw he's wearing his Bears hat. I was thinking, I thought it was meant to be the most intense rivalry in the league, and yet he was still... Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, fair play. I like that. I'm not really a big fan of people being violent because of sports teams, but no, no, I was really no. surprised that he um, didn't get more abuse, to be honest, because that is... I mean, Vikings, Vikings, Bears, I saw similar sort of hatred with the... Yeah. So I was surprised that he'd have the nerve to wear one, let alone um, let alone come out of it and not get beat up. I remember seeing uh, PS, in a PSG buying game, there was a Bayern Munich fan who got jumped, I think, because uh, he was wearing yeah. his jersey, which all bit, in football, very stupid thing to do. He mm. wore the Bayern mm. shirt uh, in a, in, underneath his hoodie. But um, anyway, going back to the game, um, yeah. how would you solve, because obviously people here are going to be listening to on their, most people here are listening have not been to one, so they wouldn't mm. know what the whole day is like and how maybe... It differs to other games have been to. So, how would you describe the build up to the game? In terms of you, you mentioned a tailgating party, mm. how would you sort of describe sort of the atmosphere around Arizona on the day? The sort of when you when you're driving up there, or however you got up there, how how it felt when you walked up. There. First of all, how are you feeling first of all? But also, how was the atmosphere both on the way to the stadium, but also in yeah. the tailgate itself? Well, we, we were we were super excited. I mean, you know, both myself and Chris, I think, woke up at 6 a.m. Um, I, I was lucky enough to actually catch some of the football in, on the, uh, our place at ESPN+. Plus. So I was able to watch a bit of the Man United game and then watch the Rangers game before. So, But I was still excited about the Super Bowl, really. And then we um, we went and grabbed, honestly, the fattiest burger I've ever had in my entire life. But it was amazing beforehand. And we were both like excited, but there was loads of fans around and people were kind of like, you know, you could see people getting excited about it, even though it's a big city, you know, it was still getting excited. But as you got closer to the ground, you saw people in their jerseys driving to the game because we we you know we drove down. Um and I, and you know typically when you go to the ground, same as anywhere, there's always a huge queue of traffic. So it probably took us about an hour to get in from the the turn off and the freeway to actually get into into parking in the stadium and we had pre-booked parking so we were fortunate but people were excited and they were kind of you know you could see chiefs and eagles fans all kind of driving in with their you know the the jerseys up in the windows and stuff so it was exciting it was good um i i think it was what well, i think the key difference for me i think was that you know i've been to a couple of games in the states so I kind of know how it goes in terms of, you know, you see a sea of one type of jersey. Um, I was expecting, I was expecting to see an awful lot more other jerseys actually than I saw because, I, you know, it's the Super Bowl, everyone goes. Um, but I did see a good smattering of other jerseys. You know, there was like a Vikings fan. So obviously I threw a bucket of paint over him. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm joking. But if I'd seen a Packers fan, I might have done Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, might have given him a bear's hat and stuff but um, what I thought was good was the fact that there was a lot of excitement people were generally very friendly and I know that Philly fans have a bit of a reputation but to be fair to them they were all really friendly really chatty um, you know and the same for the Chiefs fans they were great as well they were just excited to be there people we were talking to in the stands were excited all day pretty much they had they tried to come early same as us we, we went there uh, for about we tried to get there for about one o'clock, but we didn't get there till about one thirty. But it was still enough time to see the tailgate and stuff and get involved in some of the activities and stuff. So it was great. It was, you know, people were were, were enjoying themselves. It helped. It was a beautiful day. Um, lots of queues for merchandise and stuff, but there was loads of really good food stands. Um, interestingly, I expected more. I think from the Super Bowl, 
but I think that because we didn't pay the seven hundred and fifty bucks for the for the big tickets, maybe that was the difference, you know. So so I felt like it was quite standard in some ways for you know for a pre game experience, um. But I, I, I think that if you had spent the 700 bucks on the, the bigger experience, you probably would have seen a lot more immersive stuff. Um, but it was still good, and there was a lot of fan entertainment on and stuff. Um, and, you know, generally, everyone was just bouncing off the walls. They really were. You know, you could tell. You could tell. And I, I was excited. I was just like, I can't believe this. But even the, even the door staff were super friendly. They were like, come on, come on, and, and give me high fives for wearing my bear's top and stuff. So I love that. I think that's the way it should be. You know, and and you know, a, a lot of times I think people working the events get a lot of stick for being quite, you know, quite, you know, business like and sort of, you know, not very friendly. But that was it couldn't be any different. They, these guys were excited. They were happy to be working there. They were giving everyone high fives and stuff in a way by, and I liked that. I thought that was great. It was easy getting in. It was just, you know, a very friendly event. I would say, and you know, you didn't even think about the security, but obviously there was security around the place. But you just, you know, it just felt natural and it was great. Yeah, uh, I mean, I remember hearing Vernon Chaos talking about a story which uh, he went for, for a toilet break, uh, went mm-hmm. to the final and he was next to Steph Curry, which for me, as a big fan of him, I, I'm very jealous that he got to meet Steph Curry. I mean, <laughs> it's great, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, that. so did you, any celebrities you spotted there? Was there any sort nope. of person? I did. I did thought I. I thought I saw Andy Reid about eight times, but it turns out there's a lot of guys with moustaches who are big built with wearing red tops. As it yeah. turns out, so there, there was a, quite a lot of them actually, a lot more than you think. Like we, were, we went to the 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 botanic gardens, and I was like, "That's Andy Reid," and Chris was like, "No, it's not. It's just a big guy in a red shirt." And I was like, "All right then, that's fine." <laughs> but um, but no, it was it was cool. We didn't see any celebs, unfortunately. Um, I, I think we we did meet a couple of British people, but we uh, that were there, uh, but we only chatted to them really briefly because they were in a separate section and stuff. Um, but yeah, you know, it was it was generally people were very friendly, mostly Americans and stuff, and people we didn't really know. Um, sadly, I didn't get to be part of the halftime show. I was a bit disappointed about that. <laughs> Not like my dad jokes wanted it, but you know, such as life. Apparently, Rihanna's quite good. They're all. That's I mean, I would have, I would have loved it if I'd. Well, watching that halftime show not to give my love to have seen your face just pop up. I know, I know. Oh, I, I mean, I was carrying an injury, right? So I, I, I had to declare myself as as on IR, so I couldn't make it. So they, they put in Rihanna at last minute. I think she did okay, you know, but I, I probably would have been better, to be honest, you know, but hey. So I'm guessing, I'm guessing you weren't part of Jackson Mahomes' uh, TikTok videos then? No, no, no. Again, I was just, I was, I was injured. You know, what can I do? You know, I had to let him down, and I, I'm, he was disappointed. What can I tell you? He was gutted, you know, but that's life, you know. And then the game itself. Um, first of all, how would you rate the atmosphere in the stadium at the games when the game is going on compared to the likes of NFL London and games in the States? Mm. And then also, mm. just what were your thoughts on the game overall when you were there? It was it was pretty electric, actually. I mean, it was what, what I liked was the fact that, the you know, and... Uh, you know, Chiefs fans won't like me for this, but the Eagles fans were really quite vocal and, and good though about it, though. They were getting excited about it and they were doing, you know, a lot of their songs. Um, although I must admit, I might have been shouting that I thought their song was rubbish, the e- Fly Eagles Fly song. I was like, that's rubbish, but uh, only just to wind them up slightly. Um, but it was pretty electric, actually. Everyone was like, you know, uh, there were so many ebbs and flows in the game that everyone was, you know, either really happy or kind of down a bit for a bit. 
And but everyone was like, in generally good terms, there was no falling out or anything like that. You could see the the chat between the fans of the different teams and stuff. Um, you know, I think everyone really enjoyed the game. I felt like it, you know, ebbed and flowed really nicely. You know, even from the first drive, really, where you know the the, the Eagles took it to the house. You know, um, it kind of set the tone for the rest of the game, and everyone was just like super excited about it. You know, I, I couldn't even begin to explain. You know, I think how everyone felt, but you couldn't take your eyes off it for a second. Let's put it that way. Yeah, and obviously it was, um, which we said before that I think the fact that it's being remembered for for dodgy call does mm. the impact the legacy of the game compared to the likes of the games that have more of a thing. But I think you look at performance. I didn't think it was a dodgy call, Andy. That was the thing. I mean, I've seen the replays, right? He shouldn't have done it. He was stupid. Yeah, I think he it was, was. He was an idiot for doing that. He's a professional footballer. What was he thinking about even doing that? You know, yeah. this is Eagles fans are sore about it. I get that, mm. but you know, I I think the call was perfectly legitimate in all honesty because you know he shouldn't he shouldn't have done it. You know, it's silly. Sorry to interrupt, but I, you know, I still <laughs> think that was a neutral. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 you know, like in football, you get those moments where, you mm. know, it's under letter law, it is a foul or penalty or whatever, but you yeah. like, you know, like the, the handball rule these days, where right. I think it, it might be a bit of that, where it is technically a penalty, but it just seems, especially considering that, you know, a lot for a lot of the game, these mm. calls are not being given to do it mm. in that moment where it did seem awfully soft. I just didn't think he held a shit for a long enough time to be worthy of doing it in such a big moment. Mm. At the same time, you can see why they gave it, but um, mm. yeah, it's just it's just interesting, isn't it? Because I think you know, you look at the Patriots Giants. I remember it as oh, Giants mm. not the Patriots being nineteen and zero. You look at the Eagles Patriots when the Eagles won it. You know, everyone remembers Philly Special. You know, Bengals Niners back in the day, Montana ninety three yeah. drive pointing out John Candy in the crowd. And I, mm. I just mm. think that, um, and even Santonio Holmes' just catch against that Cardinals with the Steelers. I just think that this game will sadly. Be five ten years time will be remembered for that more than more than anything else. But either way, it was still a great game, and I very much enjoyed it. And I was happy the Chiefs won because I've mentioned it a thousand times on this podcast how much of a fan I am of Patrick Mahomes. But yeah, um, yeah, that is really how we're going to end it. Really on on that really note. So before we do go, um, you go next year, <laughs> Vegas. <laughs> do you know I would love to go every year for the rest of my life because it, yeah. it was such a great experience, and you know I. I it's funny when you think back on it, actually, because I, I think back to when I first, and I played a wee bit of American football when I was younger, you know, uh, the EK Pirates. Um, and I never thought as a wee guy that I'd ever get a chance, as this wee guy from, you know, near Glasgow, that I'd ever get the chance to go to a Super Bowl. So, I, I you know, I'm just so thankful that I got to go. I, I do hope I get to go again, especially when the Bears are there. If the Bears make the Super Bowl, I'm going to make every effort to go there uh, just because it would be something else. Um but, you know, really, it was a total lifetime thing. And, you know, I, I wouldn't change any of it for a second. I, you know, I think both myself and Chris are really fortunate to have completely amazing wives that, that you know, indulged us to, to let us do this. Um, and we both had an amazing time. And, and, you know, I don't think there's much in this life that can match it, really. So I'm just super thankful for the experience and uh, thankful that it was an amazing game. You know, I, I don't think you can see any more than that. It was unbelievable. Just uh, just make sure it's the Bears next time, that's all. Come on, Bears, Bears Dolphins, come on. You know it, come I mean, on. To be fair, if that is the case, I'm going, going. with me. That We'll make sure of it. We are doing it, that's that. By the way, if it is Bears Dolphins, we've got to do it, and that's yeah. it. No, no question, right? 
And I looked back, actually, if you're listening to this podcast or watching on YouTube, I worked out. So the average ticket is about £5,000. That's right, yeah. Divided by 12, so 12 months a year, you can essentially, I realise that people have got mortgages or kids or whatever, but <laughs> if you put £417 away each month, that covers five grand. So if you're listening to this podcast and you're thinking, how am I going to afford a Super Bowl one day? <laughs> what you got to do? And I, I looked at even the I mean, Vegas might be different because it's Vegas, but I remember looking at the flights for only six hundred pounds for return. I found an Airbnb for only three hundred pounds yeah. for a whole week. So it's um or the long weekend, I should say. So I think it's um I think it's doable. To I think really? obviously that the tickets is quite bad. But if you book it, I imagine you book the flight well in advance. You can get a right good deal. Um, yeah, Vegas might be different because Vegas is like a very big tourist destination. Arizona maybe isn't oh, yeah, like much. Yeah. I think it turns like whether it's Vegas or New Orleans, but yeah, certainly if it is Bears Dolphins, I'm certainly gonna gonna get the flight with you and I'll, I'll meet you there. I, I mean, you make a very good point about it, but we 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 plan to go anyway, no matter what, right? So we booked ahead of time. So we we did the same as you know you did. We booked an apartment, which made a big difference. So it wasn't that expensive. Um, yeah, we shelled out on, on better flights and stuff, but we still got a good bargain in terms of the flights and the car hire and stuff. So if you can budget it, it's definitely doable. Um, but I would definitely suggest booking both your flight and accommodation in advance. And and if you're going to do the experience, you might as well do it whoever goes, right? Even if it's the Packers, you know, fair enough, you know, whatever. Although imagine I get if it was like the Packers, I'd, I'd hate that. I'd be like, oh, come on. Like like- I'm joking. <laughs> Really. <laughs> no, I would love it, and no matter what, because I would always have someone to support. I was joking that I could even go and support the referees because I'm a member of Bafra, you know. So fair enough, you know. <laughs> but listen, Andy, thanks for having us on board. It's been great to talk about it. Actually, it's been really interesting and really good fun. Yeah, no problem at all. And obviously, thank always you for um, thank you for always coming on this season. It's been obviously great having you on for the Bears review, Bears Dolphins review. But yeah, that is the end of the podcast. So we're going to have a little bit of a break now from podcasting, but we are going to be back soon for a review, uh, sorry, preview of the draft, you know, look at free agency and all that. So that's all to come, but there will be a little bit of a break. So this has been the Across the Pod NFL podcast. I've been Andy, this has been Luke, and we will see you guys next time. <laughs>